Emotional Detox, seven steps to releasing toxicity and energizing joy is out in the world now. Most of what we have been calling an emotion is actually a reaction. It is time to wipe the slate clean and learn the truth about our emotions, including the power they have to transform our lives, relationships, communities, health, finances, and more. Welcome to Emotional Detox with Sherrianna Boyle. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Emotional Detox. I hope that you're having a great day. I am so excited about today. Today's topic is about forgiveness. And to support me on this with this topic, I have a very special guest, and her name is Mal Duane. So let me tell you a little bit about her. Mal, through her life experiences of, of coping with addiction and depression, has transformed her life and recreated herself as an awakened and highly successful businesswoman. Now she helps women through midlife transitions to heal their broken hearts, reclaim their lives, and build success where they never thought possible. She's a best-selling author, inspirational speaker, and coach. She has been featured on Fox News, CBS Radio, and over 250 internet radio shows, and is a contributor to Huffington Post, mariashriver.com, Healthy Living, and Aspire Magazine. Her new book, Broken Open, Embracing Heartache and Betrayal as Gateways to Unconditional Love, absolutely love that title and subtitle, became an instant international Amazon bestseller, and I can attest to that, in two different categories, and I can tell you folks that is not easy to do. Her first book, Alpha Chick, can be found on Amazon.com, and you can reach Mal at Mal Duane, M-A-L-D-U-A-N-E, coach, C-O-A-C-H, dot com. Mal, welcome to Emotional Detox. Sherrianna, I am thrilled to be here with you today, girl. Ah, this is exciting. So uh, I have been wanting Mal to approach this topic of forgiveness for a while, um, this is an important topic. This is something that I write about, actually, in my uh, the core book, Emotional Detox for Anxiety. And I, I want to say to our listeners that we, we have a similar heartbreak that each of us went through. And honestly, when I, when I use the word heartbreak, it almost feels like it minimizes it a little bit because it's actually, it's a crisis when this happens to either a man or a woman. Um, and, and that is going through the trauma and, and catastrophe of, of an affair. And so what is interesting folks is Mal and I um, have been through that journey I am with my husband. My husband and I have worked at, worked through that. And Mal went a different route. She, she and she's going to talk more about that and the reasons why she moved in that direction. Um, and that is to get divorced. However, we both ended up going through the experience of learning about the process of forgiveness. And I believe it really is truly a process. 
And so I, I'm so excited, Mal, to have you on here because I, we both represent those two pathways. And to illustrate to people that it's, you know, both can lead to, to forgiveness and how incredibly powerful that is. But I really invited Mal on to talk about how she forgave. Um, but before going there, I just want to say again, welcome to the show. And um, feel free to chime in here and, and give us some information about, about this book and, and, and your decision. The book was inspired by my own process of, of wanting to heal my heart. And I started the usual path of support groups and meeting with women who had experienced similar things as myself. And I was absolutely taken back by how many women were still consumed with anger, resentment. They had given up on life. They said they would never love again. To me, Sherry, that was more tragic than what had initially happened. They had given up on life. Their health was compromised. And I said, dear God, I do not want to end up like this. There has to be a different path. Help me find it. When I find it, I will write about it. Wow. Yes, that's how the book came about. That, that's really powerful. And, and I, I have to say... I know exactly what you're talking about because I, I, I myself also went to websites and, and chat groups and kind of, I even joined a couple and I thought, oh my gosh, I just can't do this. I mean, this is, this is re-traumatizing looking at this and, and hearing the response, the amount of anger and resentment and sadness and um, animosity that I was feeling, I, I, I absolutely could agree with you. That's amazing. I knew early on that I was not the victim of anything, that something had happened in my marriage. There had been an implosion. I was half of that equation of that relationship. So I knew regardless, I'm 50% of what has transpired here. So I wanted to take ownership of that. That was very important. That in itself gave me a feeling of power that I could make choices mm -hmm. that would feel right for me and would help me feel like I was healing. I knew that my healing process wasn't his responsibility. And if I wasn't going to heal, if he said the right words, or if he made the right promises, healing was going to be my work, my inside job. And that was my motivator going through all of this. And when Mal, did you, when did you realize that? Was it right off the bat for you? Did it, did it, did you sit in trauma for a little, a little while or or did you right away say, I'm not the victim here? How did that look for you? It set in fairly quickly. I got very quiet. I, I have a long spiritual practice of meditation and journaling. So I had some tools to work with. And I would just sit every morning and get quiet. And, and I allowed myself to feel what I was feeling, which was obviously 
pain beyond anything I could have imagined. I felt like a gutted animal bleeding out on the side of the road. And I said, how do I survive? How do I survive? How do I get up every day, pull myself together and go on? That was my inspiration. Mal, how are you going to do this? And the first thing that really came to mind that kind of, I think, was the rudder for my ship in going in the right direction to honor my heart, my soul, was that I realized somebody else's unconscious behavior, thoughtless actions, did not define my self-worth. It was a missing link in them. It was a missing link in him. There was a piece that was missing in him. There was a hole that he was trying to fill within himself. Mm. It had nothing to do with me. Mm -hmm. And I believe that in relationships where men go off and wander and do unconscious things and cruel things, that they are chasing something to make themselves feel whole. Mm. Absolutely. And, and from personal experience, I can confirm that because I, my journey was we did go to therapy. And so, and the, the therapy that we chose was couples therapy. We did not do individual therapy. And, and so I got to witness that in my husband, exactly what you're talking about. I got to hear it direct. And I also got to watch it sort of uncover, reveal itself. Uh, so you're exactly right it, it, when you say that. And I hope anyone that's listening, I know it can be really difficult um, to believe that. And so often we want to blame ourselves or play the victim, but it truly is something in them that a whole. These men are in pain. Yeah. And I went to couples therapy. And what happened there was that my husband didn't listen to anything I was saying. The therapist kept saying, you're not listening to Mal. He would just sugarcoat everything and just sort of just glaze over. And it was a waste of time and money eventually. And I said, I'm just not going to continue to do this because you're not participating. And if you really want to stay in a relationship, if you really want to have that healing process, maybe for both of us, you need to have two people willing to work together. I was not getting that cooperation. Mm. I was getting denial. Mm -hmm. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so you tried to, so was initially was your intention to stay in the marriage and work yes. through it? Yes. I thought I could. Okay. I was, I, I, because I'm in recovery anyways for, you know, alcoholism, I'm not going to judge somebody uh, about behaviors because God knows I've made every mistake a woman could make. So I'm not in a position to judge someone else for poor choices. I, I tried to be patient. I tried to understand I read as many books and things that I could get my hands on to understand what I was dealing with. And um, I, I was willing to do all that work and hang in there. 
But in order to stay there, I needed to have some accountability and feel that I could trust this person in the process. Mm. I did not get that. I didn't feel that I could trust him. And therefore, what happened was because I wasn't getting that feeling of trust, the anxiety really started to set in on me. And I stopped sleeping at night. I was like waking up and uh, my appetite was poor. And it started to take a toll on my health. Because mm. I knew I was trying to do all this work, but it wasn't taking me anywhere. There wasn't any progress. It, I was just spinning my wheels. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, that it, it, and oh boy, yeah, I can, I can relate to that anxiety part as well. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's making me reflect a little bit on my experience and and you know, in the beginning, there was definitely denial in our in our situation as well. Um, I became a pretty good damn detective, <laughs> and I had to uncover quite a bit on my own, quite frankly. You know, because the the level of shame and and the and men and women who are found out it it can be absolutely unbearable for them to even have a discussion. And it's, it's a whole lot easier not to. Um, so I can relate to that denial piece as well, that not willing to even acknowledge kind of thing. So I'm, I'm interested, Mel. So you, you're in therapy. He's not cooperating. There's a denial piece. So how did how'd you make the shift to... I got to a point where I was so exhausted mentally, emotionally, and physically that I said, it's time to pull the plug on this. I need to take a different strategy. I need to take a different path here. So I chose to move him out of our home and put him in an apartment. And I made that process painless. I packed up everything he needed I got furniture from another house that I owned. I put it in the apartment. I unpacked everything. I set it up. He didn't have to wash a glass. It was all there. Everything was in place. So there was no inconvenience. I wanted to do the right thing, stay on the high road, because I knew when I looked back, I wanted to feel good about what I had done. Mm. And uh, we, we separated. And from that point things went downhill really fast. Uh, now, how many years is this? How, separated after how many years? So um, I was married for 10 years when I uncovered what I shouldn't have seen. And then I worked on trying to repair the situation for about 18 months. And after 18 months, I was burnt out. I was tired. Yeah. I got a separation and then I got a divorce within the, that year. Wow. And that was in December of 2015 that I got the divorce. So I'm coming up on four years. Wow. Now I have to say something. I've got to add this so that your listeners know that doing this work of forgiveness, which is for us, it is not for somebody else. It is for you, has completely transformed my relationship with my ex-husband. He is more present, more accountable, more attentive now than he was then. 
I have I actually have a better relationship with him now. And um, he sees me today as a light of complete unconditional love in his life. Wow. Yes, that's what he says. Mal, he said, my kids, myself, we see you as unconditional love. That's- you show up and you just embrace everyone. There's no sizzle here. You're just, you've, you know, you, you, you've forgiven me and... Um, you know, my children are just in awe of all of that because they knew what happened. Amazing. It is amazing. And so what I want to let our listeners know is, is, you know, what that part of what that means, forgiveness, because I think it, it's a term that we sort of toss around and what is it? And, and you're describing that now. You're making me realize that you're helping us get clear on that. So when you're in a state of forgiveness... You, really the intention of love is behind everything that you do and the intention of, of healing is behind everything you do. And, and I, I know for me, and it sounds like this was for you is you have to make a decision that you are not going to bring the past up yeah. at some point, <laughs> at some point you might for the first 18 months or whatever, but at some point and, and feel free to chime in with, you know, your little golden nuggets. And maybe that was one of yours as well, that I knew that if I brought the past in, that was going to get, wasn't get anybody anywhere. If you keep bringing the past in, all you do is destroy any chance of connection in the present moment. You just, you can't have it. It just won't happen. Um, The first step I realized was that I had to let go of any judgment, any ideas, any perceptions, old beliefs that I had about all of this. Because we all have a love story. We all have a history. And that love story that we create from the time we're small children on how we see love and how it should be and how we should be in it and how somebody should be to us, all those filters are created when we're small children. They may not be applicable today as an adult in a situation like this. So I had to let go of all of that. And when I did, I could look at him from a place of being very present. From this step going forward, what are we going to do? What is my choice now? Wow. So you had to let go of all that programming. Yes. That childhood programming that love has to be perfect, right? (laughs) Love has to be no no infidelity, you know, with love. Women create these ideas that uh, very high, unrealistic expectations of men. They have faults. We have faults as women. We have flaws. And the more humble and vulnerable we get with all of that, I think the better chance we have of of mending something if it's meant to be healed, if it's meant to be fixed, if it's meant to reconnect. Sometimes it's not. 
Were there any times, Mal, where you felt like you regressed a little bit? Was there any times where you set that intention? I would, I want to heal. I want to take the high road, uh, be in a state of connection. Did you find that you would kind of like in recovery that you might take a, a step back and, and how did you get yourself back on track? Absolutely. It was like a dance. It wasn't just a straight line of progress. It was an absolute dance. Two steps forward, one step back, two steps forward. And what I did find when I was regressing, I could feel it in my body. I was so uncomfortable. It was my warning sign. Mal, you're off the path. You're not speaking or acting authentically. You're not doing what your heart wants you to do here. You're doing what your ego is telling you to do. Big difference. If you listen to this, the chances of you mending a love relationship are very slim. If you listen to your heart, which will give you the best course of action and the best steps to take, you have a pretty good chance. So when I got off course, it was because my ego was telling me, oh, get off. You better do this. You better do this. Listen to what he said. Oh, oh. And so I'd recognize that because I'd get so uncomfortable with it. I'd get so upset with myself that I would reset. I'd say, okay, get back on track here. The only way that you could truly take care of yourself and make the best choices available to you in this moment is if you're centered, if you're in alignment with your heart with what your values and your, and your core beliefs are. And that's how you proceed forward. That will find you your path. So would you say, Mal, that forgiveness is a path? Is that yep. the way you see it? Yep. It is absolutely a pathway. A path. It's a gateway. It's, a, you know, to get there, you have to go through a path and go through that portal and, in, and into that that energy of forgiveness yeah it's a journey it's a journey and and like any other journey you have ups and downs you have have those moments where you're on and there's moments when you're off and have you forgiven yourself that was a big part of it big part of it was just forgiving myself for the fact that this marriage was unraveling And it may not be saved, but that would be okay because I would come out of this experience a stronger woman. I will have learned something very important that I needed to learn at that time. And the same thing for him. Every one of these experiences is really about the lesson. I write, I have a chapter in my book called The Wound, The Wisdom in the Wound. That's what that is about. Finding what do I need to know about myself that's maybe not healed within me, that's a re- that's been a pattern in every love relationship I've ever had. And he had to figure out what he needed to figure out, which wasn't my job to do for him. So forgiveness is really for us. As I mentioned, it's, it's not for the other person. It is for healing our own hearts. And that starts with forgiving ourselves and letting go of that judgment on ourselves that maybe we failed, we weren't good enough, understanding that really what has happened here has nothing to do with how good we are or our value. 
It's somebody else's sense of self-worth that has inspired all of this. And then ultimately, I would do a practice every day of just like cutting those karmic cords that were had kept me tied. And it was just a spiritual practice of, of praying and asking to cut those cords, any energy that was holding me in a negative place or holding me back from finding that unconditional love that we're really meant to be. That's, that's why we're here. We're meant to be love. And uh, living life successfully is really about being unconditional love. So would you say now that the, the practice of forgiveness began day one when you saw something you shouldn't have seen and then you went into the 18 months of couples therapy and you made the decision is that is that when you believe the pathway of the gateway as you say of forgiveness began yeah interesting yeah still on it today absolutely i you know i i mentioned before we started the show that i i have a better relationship with this man today and um he uh, he has a, a sense of appreciation for me that he didn't have when we were married. Yeah, it's interesting uh, because I think he recognizes the deep inner work that I did to get to this place of wholeness. I feel very whole, very complete, very happy now. I have not an ounce of sizzle or bitterness in me about any of this. No, none. It strengthens you, doesn't it, Mal? It did. Yes. Yeah. I think it's made me a better woman. It, it does. It strengthens you. There, You get an inner, inner strength that really, you know, you can handle anything after that. <laughs> I, I really think that the next guy that comes along is, is going to be one lucky dude because he's going to have a very together woman. Very well-rounded woman. Yeah. That's great. That's, That's great. really going to be, you know, rock solid knows how to share her heart and in a very healthy way. So the key things, Mal, the key, the key points for forgiveness, what would you say if you could, I mean, I, I, what I'm hearing in our conversation is one, you, you really made a decision. I mean, early on, you made a decision to forgive and you made a decision that you wanted to look back and feel good about the choices that you made in the process. I, I find it really how the fact that you moved him out in the way you did it with grace. I mean, that is really honorable, girl. I can, that's, that, that's the, the way your actions met your, you know, aligned with your intentions. Really, that's, that's what forgiveness is. I mean, you gotta be aligned, right? Word, intention. Yeah. That was my intention, to move him in a loving, compassionate way to a new place where he would be completely comfortable, would not be disrupted or uh, overwhelmed in any way. Because I think for men, moving and organizing stuff and everything is very overwhelming. He never had to worry about one thing being packed, and he didn't have to worry about unpacking one thing. It was done for him. And I felt so good about that. That put me, that empowered me. 
more than I can even when when you when you when you apply things with the intention from from love how that that's very interesting how that and I and of course can I can relate that to to um to my situation as well we were living in the same house <laughs> um I didn't kick my husband out I he was in my home which was could be very triggering, you know, when you have the person there. Sometimes I wonder, is it easier to heal with them in your home? Is it easier? You know, you both kind of gave yourself that space, but it's really about the intention. You know, what is the best, most loving choice for your situation? Because quite frankly, um, not everybody can afford a second place, right? Um, even if they want to separate, there's folks out there like, yeah, that sounds well and good, but uh, we can't afford that. Neither, you know, so they have to sort of wait it out maybe a little bit longer than they would like. So I'm, so I'm hearing the decision. I'm hearing the choice. I'm hearing you talk about, you knew there was a lesson, but it also sounds like the pathway to forgiveness that you're speaking about is you really had some spiritual practices. And I can imagine you talk about those in your book, right? Yeah. That you have some of that. So we don't want to give it all away, of course. We want people to go to your book and get sort of, sort of like the juicy details of what did she do to every day? How did she live her life? Or what does she recommend? Um, it's all in there. It's all in there. So, um, so you, everyone kind of knows now what, you know, what she's, what Mal is all about. And Remember, everyone, her, her book is Broken Open, and it's embracing heartache and betrayal as, a, as gateways to unconditional love. And I'm sure you can find that. It's an Amazon bestseller, so we know you can find it there, and you can always find it on Mal's website, which is Mal Duane, D-U-A-N-E, coach. And she's, you can call her for coaching.com. And anything else that you want to share about our topic today before we sign off? If women can just remember, or men, when they're in this type of situation, and they happen, it's life. Life happens, and these lessons can be very painful. We can't change that. It's, everything happens to teach us something, to expand our soul, to heal something that we've had a repetitive pattern in our life or maybe previous lives. But to understand that if you stay in a place of a higher intention, a higher vibration, to stay in that feeling of love, you know, letting, releasing the anger. Anger is a process. And when you get out of the anger, you can start to move your way up. Like Esther Hicks says, you know, law of attraction, there are levels of vibration and anger's at the bottom. So yeah, you're gonna start there, but you're gonna work your way up slowly. And every day, just say to yourself, wouldn't it be nice? Mm. I love that. Wouldn't it be nice if, mm. and that's gonna take you up another notch. And wouldn't it be nice if, and that's how I got to, wouldn't it be nice if I could move him into an apartment and do it with complete love, grace, and ease? And I did. I love that. Wouldn't it be nice? If. If. Wouldn't it be nice if? Mm -hmm. It just keeps your heart open. Yes. It keeps your energy flowing. Oh, what a wonderful tip. 
Yes. Wow. Thank you so, so much. I know we could go on forever, but thank you. And I just want to encourage anyone out there, if whether you're going through this yourself or you know someone who's going through it, or maybe they went through it a bajillion years ago and they're still hanging on to some of those hardships and resentments, I, I encourage you to, to listen to this again and again and again and, and allow this episode to get you through those tough times. And of course, get Mel's book and check her out. And I look forward to connecting with all of you again. Thank you, Mel. Oh, thank you, Sherrianna. This has been great. I love being with you, girl. (laughs) Take care. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you for listening. To learn more about the Emotional Detox live group coaching sessions and all of Sherrianna's books, go to sherriannaboyle.com.